This A's Cast download is brought to you by Link Soul. Go to linksoul.com and by Nest Bedding. Love where you sleep. Go to nestbedding.com. A's Cast, streaming on iHeartRadio and broadcasting locally on Bloomberg 960, KNEW Oakland, and KOSF 103.7 FM HD2 San Francisco. Pitch hit high in the air, left center field, on the way. Guriel giving chase, and we have seen a tie game. Laureano on a 97 on our fastball sends it over the wall to tie the game at three. It's now time for the A's Clubhouse Show. It sure is. The number is 833-625-2278. That's 833-625-2278. So A's win this one 8-5 to five against the Rockies, snapping a three-game skid. Welcome back to the A's Clubhouse Show, everyone, here on A's Cast and the A's Radio Network. Jessica Kleinschmidt here, Cody Elias, and Chris Townsend will join me a little bit later on. But we're going to take it out to Coors Field for now with Ken Korak. And, you know, Ken, before we get into the positives, and don't get me wrong, there are a lot to take away from today's game. Nick Allen and Jordan Diaz with that awesome play to show off the skills of both guys, but it did get a little dicey there in the eighth inning for a bit, Ken. It got very dicey, and it would have gotten dicier if Allen hadn't made that great play, right? If he doesn't yeah. make the play, now it's a one-run game, and the tying run is on base, so that was a sensational play, and Nick had, I think, as good a game as he's had as an athletic with the infield single and the triple, and he walked later in the game, so... Outstanding job. You've got to make all the plays, especially here. If you don't make the plays here, you're really looking for trouble because you know there's going to be a pretty good chance there's going to be a ton of offense anyway. And the Rockies were their own worst enemies with three errors. Could have been four because one that had been ruled an error earlier was changed to a fielder's choice and a sacrifice on the bunt. So, um, but yeah, it, did, it got dicey, but you kind of expect that here. And uh, the A's were able to slam the door and get the win. And, and they broke out offensively, as you guys know, with uh, you know the best offensive game they've had in a couple of weeks. Definitely. Yeah, I know you'll never get sick of saying Jordan Diaz can hit. And he, Jordan you know, Diaz he hit, can hit. He can hit. And he hit the ball hard today as well. And, you know, you never get sick of, of the guys hitting. And they tallied up many hits tonight feels like there's a lot of positives to take away on the hitting front tonight Ken you know I've always been so intrigued by Laureano I remember when Ramon first joined the club and he was a dynamic player he was impactful and then the suspension and the injuries and twice on the IL today and it just hasn't clicked in but the other night in San Francisco he made a couple of really good defensive plays in right field walk twice and then today with uh you know, made good contact with a base hit in his first at-bat to drive in a run. And that home run that he hit in the ninth inning out to left center here, that is a big fly to hit it out there at this. I don't care about altitude, but that was, I mean, he drilled it. So you're, I've always been kind of just intrigued by what Ramon could do if he could have a full season of health and know he's going to be out there every day because I think he can still be an impactful player. I agree. He's definitely underappreciated. And, you know, Ken, we talked about it on the pregame show. There needed to be more wins attached to J.P. Sears' name. He now has two on the season. And while it's not as many as he would like or what he deserves, it's about damn time for J.P. And he did that course field nonetheless. What did you like out of him today? Well, he was great as he normally is, and he doesn't hurt himself. He did hit a batter and walk one, but that was in five innings. He gives up the home run to Gritchick. It's a solo shot. It's not easy to pitch in here, and he got the A's through five. Maybe he could have gone six, but 92 pitches. The A's bullpen was rested, and as Katze said on the manager show, 
with you know, oftentimes you really want to protect your bullpen and not expend a lot of energy and, and usage out of your bullpen, especially in like the first game of a series here. But he is coming off a day off yesterday, and they have one on Monday in L.A., so maybe that might have influenced Cots in getting J.P. out after five innings. But uh, he pitched well again and, you know, very deserving of his second win. Definitely. And before I let you go, you did say the, pro- the uh, pitching overall on the broadcast has been doing well. We're still introducing ourselves to Taylor Scott, who has claimed – uh, off of or from the Red Sox recently, he's been coming out of the bullpen. How has he acclimated to the A's, and what have you seen from him? Well, he's been a guy who's been around, so he's been traded before and he's been let go. And I think being with a new team is not that unusual for him. Although you don't like to kind of, you know, drift from team to team. He's a sinker slider guy. Uh, he's got to keep the ball down, get ground balls. He's not going to blow you away with velocity, but that's his game: uh, sinker slider. And uh, I think he can be a useful pitcher for the club. I agree. Well, Ken, it was great hearing from you, and you have a good rest of your night. You too, Jess. Thanks. That was Ken Korak coming up more on the A's win over the Rockies, and Cody Elias will join me here on the A's Clubhouse Show. And the underdogs, Oakland Athletics, win their first championship since they were in Philadelphia in 1930. Hi, I'm Raleigh Fingers, Hall of Famer, three-time World Series champion with the Oakland A's and World Series MVP. Winning takes teamwork, skill, and heart. So when you need an ace for a personal injury lawyer that will win you the game, go with the winning team. Call Venardi Zarata at 833-VZ-FOR-ME or go to vzlawfirm.com. Bernardi Serrata, the official injury law firm of the Oakland A's. Thanks to the Xfinity 10G network, my little brother's friends won't leave our house. When I was their age, internet with basically no interruptions was a pipe dream. You sound like my grandpa. Now through September 21st, new customers can get 1.2 gig internet plus unlimited data for just $25 a month for two years with no annual contract when you add Xfinity Mobile. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Requires payroll split and auto pay stored bank account. Restrictions apply. Taxes and fees extra. Xfinity Mobile requires Xfinity Internet. After promo, regular supply to internet service and Wi-Fi equipment. Actual speeds vary. And the pitch to Langelier is a fly ball right field. Gritchick is going back. Gritchick at the track. He's right the wall. It's over his head and off the wall. It's in play. Here's a lead must. Diaz the third. They're going to wave him. The ball winds up in short right field. And so Diaz has scored. Langoliers winds up in third. And the A's have a 2-0 lead. You're listening to the A's Clubhouse Show. You sure are. The number is 833-625-2278. Welcome back to the A's Clubhouse Show here on A's Cast and the A's Radio Network. Jessica Kleinschmidt here with Cody Elias. Cody, welcome to the Clubhouse Show, my friend. Thank you for joining me. Uh, no problem, Jess. Glad to be here. I'm glad to be seeing, you know, all the, at, at all the, no, forget it. Just happy to be here. <laughs> It's been a long day, but I'm glad to be here after an A's win. You guys are such rock stars. I just heard them talking about in the broadcast between you and Townie just constantly putting out content on the A's A's cast and just I'm totally in awe of you guys. But the A's did win this one 8-5. to And, Cody, when it comes to these bats, I mean, what can you say? Uh, 14 hits for the guys. Um, and yes, of course, it is course field. You can take that with a grain of salt. But we have to admit, it was so good and probably definitely a confidence booster when it comes to what they were able to do at a plate at the plate. Really feels like everybody stepped up, pun intended and pun not so intended. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm not used to this uh, after doing post game with you. The, you know, the top number of times we have this year. I think this is only the second time this year that I've been on post game and the A's have won. So I, I don't know. I'm usually so negative. I don't know how to be positive after a win. Uh, but no, it was great to see the bats. You know, shake it off uh, after the series against the Giants and. Uh, a lot of the guys that were up there, like Ramon, he was filling 22 and taking it back a little bit. And, yes, I'm using Taylor Swift song titles that. because Taylor Swift's in the Bay Area at Levi Stadium. And it was great to see. I, I got a note from that I heard from uh, Dave Stewart mentioned before we went down to start postgame for both TV and, and on AceCast and the A's Radio Network. It's 11th time this year the A's have had multiple players with multiple hits in a game. So four different guys for the A's with multiple hits. You had Zach Geloff. Or not Zach Gallif. You had Gallif with a home run, but you had Brent Rooker with two hits. Jordan Diaz had Jordan Diaz had two hits, and Ramon Laureano with two hits. It was a good and Nick Allen. So yeah, Nick Allen had two hits also. So a great showing by the A's offense that's been struggling as of late to see them get eight runs. It's the most runs they've scored in a game mm-hmm. since they scored twelve runs on July fifth against Detroit. So it was nice to see the basket going, even if it is a course field. Definitely. And, you know, we can talk about course field later on, uh, even in the pregame show, when Ken sat down with manager Mark Kotze, you can't help but talk about how some of these balls fly. But let's talk about the defense for the opposing team in the Rockies. It feels like right out of the gate, they were just struggling. And I know you were talking about it's really difficult to be positive, no matter what's going on, it has been a tough season. But you know, just like Ken said, the the Rockies were their own worst el- enemy, and really seeing that the A's capitalized off of some of those mistakes that certainly started off, and that ultimately created the the vibe and the attitude for the rest of the game. Yeah, it's the biggest takeaway for me, and I'm trying to say I'll say positive is JP Sears. Besides the offense, gonna go, I'm glad to see JP Sears get a second win, as you mentioned, five innings, five strikeouts. He gives up another home run. He now has the second most home runs in baseball allowed behind only Lance Lynn. But it was a solo home run, so that's all. That's that's a good sign because he's not going to have a lot of. You can't have a JP Sears outing without a home run. It's just not yeah. how it works. And it's just the way baseball is now where I don't think guys, I don't know if they're as worried about giving him home runs as they were before. Just like I don't mm-hmm. think hitters are worried about striking out as much as they were before. But JP Sears, a very good positive for what he was able to do and build towards, you know, off his his last few starts and. He's pitched well. I mean, his last 14 starts, I had the numbers. I did it. He's 2-4 and four with a 340 ERA and 68 strikeouts over that span. It's like 70, and I think it's 71 to two-thirds innings pitch. So really nice couple you know, months now for J.P. Sears. A couple of little rough outings, but I'm happy to see him get back on track. And he's been the A's best starting pitcher all season long, and it's not even close. Yeah, I think he's been the only pitcher on that staff that's remained in the starting rotation from the beginning. We know that these guys have been experimenting. James Caprillion was coming out of the bullpen. Obviously, Fuji shifted to the bullpen. Austin Pruitt, you know, have glove, will travel type of a a deal. And Hogan Harris, a lot of these openers, a lot of experimentation with Waldenchuk. But the one that remained true and consistent is J.P. Sears. He deserves that win. He deserves more wins to be frank, but we'll take all that we can get. We have Mustang Matt on the line in Discovering Bay. In Discovery Bay, he wants to talk about his love for the A's and their timely hitting. What's up, guys? I I tell you what. Um, sometimes when you want to get out of an offensive slump, all you got to do is make your way to Denver. And that... 
that home run in the in the, the latter part of the game, I was like, oh, it's going to bounce off the wall or go in the gap, and then it cleared the seats, and it was like 427 feet. I was like, oh, okay. So, you know, just seeing, just seeing the guys put the ball in play, obviously uh, it, seemed, it seemed like in the beginning of the game, I was like, oh, that's a double. No, that's not a double play. Oh, they're going to catch the ball. Oh, and then I see the, the pitcher basically fall on his ass, and I'm like, Okay, well, you know what? We we need to get a we need to get a W for for JP Sears because holy cow, that guy is that guy has been you know a really good pitcher for us at least this year in a in a very uh, challenging or character building year. So you know I just like seeing the balls get hit hard. You know you see Langoliers you know hitting balls you know and they're traveling and and we're scoring runs and I'm like okay well this is. We need a little bit more of this. I don't think we can always rely on the humidor, but at the end of the day, it was a good win, and um, I thought I was going to get a little dicey there at the end, but you know what? Score eight runs. The starting pitcher does well, and, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was a really good day for the A's. Yeah, no, I'm right there with you, uh, Mustang Matt. Thanks for the call, and, and you're right, and we've talked about this, Elias, throughout the season. Unfortunately, the A's are on the other side of the confidence boost from some of these teams. You know, they come into Oakland or they 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 face the A's and they're looking forward to getting a three, four game. It doesn't even necessarily have to be um, a sweep, but they know that they're going to get that confidence boost going up against it. And I feel like that's no different for any team going up against not just the Rockies, but playing at Coors Field. Those those bats were hot tonight. Whether you want to say it was of Coors or not, they still made contact, and that's important. Yeah, it's been a uh, it's been a cruel summer for for the A's this year so far. Um, when facing other teams, yep, that's another Taylor Swift reference. We're going to get them all night. I know it's a Taylor Swift reference. Yeah, you don't our, have to our, tell our, me. I, I'm not saying not everyone. I don't know if a lot of Ace fans are Taylor Swift fans or Swifties, as everyone calls them. But all in all, I mean, the Rockies came in. Mustang Mouse talking about the Rockies defense. The Rockies came in as one of the best, better fielding teams in the National League. And, I mean, they were just uh, kicking the ball all over, the, throwing and kicking the ball all over the place. And it was just a bad showing for them on defense. I don't like that, there were, that the A's need to use six relievers to close out the game. I get it. There's an off day on Monday. You kind of want to. Uh, I wouldn't say you know empty the cupboard in game one of a series in Colorado, but I think that's the way it's gonna it's gonna work out um, for the A's, especially with the, some of the guys they have. And we don't know if all these guys, you know, who's still gonna be here after you know Monday or t- Tuesday at three p.m. our time, six p.m. Uh, Eastern for the trade deadline. So, but it was a good it was a good showing all in all with the offense, and I'm glad to see guys like Tony Kemp continuing to get on base after all the times that I came on here and said the guy was just wasn't hitting and producing. The, He's been on fire. He's in over 300 in the month of July, which is awesome. And he's just continuing to be the, the leader in the top of the uh, top of the lineup that the A's have needed all season long. That's right. And he was doing it while he was struggling, too, still offering advice to those younger guys, which is, I would imagine, very difficult to do. I'm only as good as I can be when I'm confident, which that means I'm able to offer up good advice when I'm thriving as well. Shea Langoliers went two for five tonight. Feels like that was the theme across – the the A's, which was really great to see. He actually sat down with our own Johnny Dosco. Here's what he had to say after the win. Welcome to the A's Clubhouse Show. Shea Langoliers with us. First of all, first time at Coors Field. Wild, huh? Yeah, uh, this place is pretty cool. Um, obviously, the elevation and all the stuff like that uh, kind of came into consideration when we came into town. Just been really on top of recovery and hydration coming in. 
JP Sears, what an outing. I mean, five innings, one run in this ballpark against this team. It, it was uh, it was a challenge for him, and I, I thought he looked good. Yeah, um, he did a really good job. Um, the Rockies, uh, you know, credit to them. They put a lot of good at-bats together, made him throw a lot of pitches. But um, JP, he, he had his stuff tonight. He executed pitches. Um, I thought he looked good all around. What did you see from him early on? Did you see he had his good stuff early? Yeah, I think um, coming in here, like, and the elevation here kind of messes with the spin on the ball a little bit. So yeah. going in, we were kind of seeing how, how it was going, but um, didn't really seem to affect his slider too much, and, and he had his change-up location tonight too, so it just makes it a little bit easier for him. And for you, uh, your third triple of the year. I know the guy's giving you a hard time, but uh, that ball on contact, that wasn't sure how far it was going to go. The, it carried and almost got out of the ballpark. Yeah, um, yeah, pretty cool. The third triple of the year, but I was gasped when I was getting the third. The the breathing here is no, no joke. Yeah, yeah, you stay on top of that. With this with this team, you and I have talked about it. this team has played, you know, since really late May. They played some tight games. Haven't been blown out of too many games. And to win one, to hold on to this one after yeah. having a seven one lead feels good. Yeah, it feels really good. Um, like you said, we we've been um, you know competitive for a while now, um, building confidence, and you know every day we just try to build more momentum going into the next day and keep. Keep becoming a better baseball team. Keep playing better baseball. So that, that's our goal. You know, for you having a, I've talked about a lot the fact that you have to go from handling a staff to really your first full year in the big leagues. The challenge of that to separate your offense from your defense. I know you've told, said in the past like that's almost come natural for you, but the big league level it's more challenging. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, kind of it's always been my mentality. It's been you know catching first, hitting second. Um, hitting's always a plus, but. Uh, my number one priority is going out there and uh, doing my best behind the plate and controlling the pitching staff and you know getting that flow into the game and um, keeping their confidence up and getting them rolling. So um, if I'm doing my job behind the plate, that, that always comes first. Great win. Go celebrate with the teammates. Thanks for the chat. Thank you. All right. Shayla Angelier is our guest. Jessica, let's send it back to you. Thanks, Johnny. Yeah, I, I saw the, the triple. I saw Shay just gassed on third. And it's true. That's why athletes go to Denver to train because of the high altitude. It's just, it's rough. So it's good to see not only that he was understanding of that, but for JP Sears, Cody, his specialty pitches weren't too affected, which is ultimately why when a Colorado pitcher has a four, five, maybe even a six ERA, you take that with a grain of salt. So some of those those specialty pitches that are still working for J.P. Sears certainly helped in that win today. Yeah, and, and the thing always was is that when you're in altitude, especially in Coors Field, and you're throwing a curveball, your curveball doesn't drop as much. So the 12-6, if you have a 12-6 curveball, it's not breaking the way it should. And, you know, Shea Langelier is going back to the bat. I know he's, he has the home runs. He has the power. We know about that. He has speed, and for, uh, Fran Reardon he's has told quick. us – yeah. Yeah. France told us numerous times he could steal bases. I made the joke with him at spring training that I wanted to see a 2020 year. And he started laughing. I said, you know what? We'll, we'll lower it. We'll make it a 15. How about a 15 15 year? And I think he has one steal, but he has them. He has a double digit home runs. I'm not going to lie. I immediately thought about texting Catron, Vince Catronio when he had the triple and the double. And I was like, uh oh, cycle alert. Because, you know, Vince <laughs> hates the cycle. So I was going to text Vince and tell him about it. And then I went back and looked and, um, um, Mickey Cochran was the last Oakland A's catcher to hit for the cycle and was back in uh, 1933. So Ooh. it's been a long time since a catcher has done it. Uh, and I went back and if you look at the list of this, the guys that hit for the cycle in the game for the A's, the last guy to do it uh, was Mark Ellis. Uh, when I think of Mark Ellis, uh, if you need immaculate grid, Mark Ellis, great Rocky and A, if you ever need that one, or Rocky and Cardinal. What Mark about Ellis. A and Dodger? He'd be a good A and Dodger. Yeah, there's a lot of good ones you could do with uh, former yeah. A's or current A's or Jace Peterson. I've used numerous times already on on Immaculate Grid. <laughs> yeah, Shay, but I was glad. I'm happy to see Shay. You know, get to back on a little bit. Hopefully, he could. You know, 
build off of this game. A little disappointed I didn't see Tyler Soderstrom play today, but I get it because it's a lefty on the mound with, with Kyle Freeland. But uh, Geloff continuing to hit and, it, you know, let him keep getting those at-bats. But going back to Soder, uh, to, to Langoliers, I mean, he, he did a great job catching today. I know they had to fit, worry about seven different pitchers, including the starter. But all in all, I'm, I'm really impressed with uh, Langoliers' effort. And hopefully he can build on more of this because he's one of the guys in the A's lineup that they really need to um, – to get going and be a leader uh, going forward. And, and he took a step in the right direction tonight. Well, and you know what I, I think about is like the Sean Murphy's of the world where there was one season that is really his first, first and a half season where he was that same mentality. You know, you do the game planning first, you become a catcher behind the dish before you concentrate on what you're doing at the dish. And obviously Sean Murphy, we didn't get to really see him light up until really last season where he was able to balance out both sides of what he could do as a catcher. And now of course people have figured that out that he's not only a damn good catcher, he's a, he's a good hitter as well, but his priority was making sure the pitching staff was taken care of and what he was able to do as far as, you know, calling or planning those games as well. So good to see from him. The A's win this one, eight to five. Yeah. Chris would be totally glad that I mentioned him. We love ourselves some big Murph. A's win eight to five over the Colorado Rockies there at Coors Field coming up as the A's clubhouse show continues. We'll hear from manager Mark Kotze. Is convenience a state of mind? or a real thing. At Extra Mile, it's a real thing, and it's in everything they do. The stores are spacious, organized, clean, and well-lit, so you can get in quickly, get what you need, and keep going. It's just what you'd expect from a place serving up the hot and fresh food and snacks you love. So treat you right, and check out Extra Mile's fresh take on the convenience store experience. Extra Mile convenience stores at select Chevron and Texaco locations. If you're looking for a new mattress, Nest Bedding has you covered. Sleep on the same mattress Hall of Famer Ricky Henderson sleeps on. Nest Bedding is the number one brand of online mattresses and the Bay Area's favorite mattress store. Take home the Easy Breather Pillow. The New York Times calls it their number one pick. You can navigate their Easy News website, nestbedding.com. That's nestbedding.com. Green and Gold fans, use the coupon code Oakland and you get 10% off your entire order. Nest Bedding, love where you sleep. Like sports, business is about winning. Championship decisions are business decisions based on what it takes to help your company win. And that's why there's UBO Business Services, specializing in helping you win every day by streamlining workflows, managing documents, and providing the best-in-class office technology. Make your championship decision with UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com. That's ubeo.com. If you're looking for a great place to eat and watch games, go see our friends at the Chicken Pie Shop of Walnut Creek. The Chicken Pie Shop is one of the hottest restaurants in Walnut Creek. You're not going to find a better menu and come try their world-famous chicken pie that has been served in Southern California for 86 years. Spacious indoor and outdoor dining, perfect for your next private party or corporate event. Don't forget free parking. For more information, go to chickenpieshopwc.com. That's chickenpieshopwc.com. And the pitch by Freeland, and around to bunt, drops it out in front of the plate, down to get it. Freeland, throw to the plate, and that eludes the try of the catcher, Diaz, scoring his Langoliers. Allen stops at second, safe at first is Kemp, and it's 3-0 A's. You're listening to the A's Clubhouse Show. 
Welcome back to the A's Clubhouse Show here on A's Cast and the A's Radio Network. The number is 833-625-2278. Give us a call. Lots to talk about tonight. That was a really fun win. Uh, and Cody Elias joins me. We're also going to reintroduce to you guys Chris Townsend. Townie joins us. What's going on, Townie? I am doing well. An A's victory tonight. I got Cody here just beaming because... Taylor Swift is in town, and he's a Swifty. Well, you're no anti-hero, so a, a closet Swift. You, you know what I am? I'm the I'm the person who supports her career. Yeah. This is Tommy, the. Tommy is, is look, grinning up and looking like the devil. He looks up grinning like the devil. This is the uh, fourth time I've sent my family to Taylor Swift in her career here in the Bay. How are you able to afford life? right now why do you think i work so many jobs just that's Klein what it Schmidt? is control that's the controllables thank you thank <laughs> you Emo. What it is. um well tony talk to me a little bit about what you were what you saw as far as being impressed by the offense it feels like everybody had a night at the plate and definitely taking advantage not only of course field but some of the errors that the rockies made early on in the game yeah i i, I thought early when you when you look at teams, especially teams that don't go to Coors Field often, now everybody will go every single year. But mm-hmm. you know, teams sit back and they think, "Oh, Coors Field, I can go in there and I can pump some stats, and and, and you know, it's going to be three, four games." And I thought the A's very early, nice hard contact, going the opposite field, not trying to do too much. All of a sudden. The offense got into a rhythm. They were absolutely butchers in the field, and, and the Rockies are actually one of the better defensive teams in baseball, but they made those mistakes. And the next thing you know, you got Langoliers went off the wall twice. You, you've got Nick Allen with his first career triple. Then you start to see the Coors Field effect. Um, you know, we saw it with the doubles and the triples because it's such a massive, big field. But then you saw it. I mean, Gelov's home run, Gelov's home run was off the end of the bat. Anywhere else, it's a fly out to left field. Ramon Laureano, same thing to center field. That would have been out pretty much anywhere. It would have been an out anywhere else, but the ball flies at Coors Field. So good for this offense, right? They need some confidence. They need some good nights, and they got just that. Definitely. And what about JP Sears? We're going to hear from him here in a little bit, but finally gets his second win of the season. I know we're not defined by wins when it comes to pitchers, but unfortunately we're in a sport where you're defined by a number. And I asked JP about it last, last outing and he was visibly frustrated. I've actually never seen JP like that. And I said, you know, did all these outings kind of add up and I've never seen you show off such intense emotions and he said no honestly this is I was concentrating on this outing and and I let the team down and in this regard not only did he not let his team down he held he was helped by his team how good of an outing was that for JP and how needed was that you know for me if I was JP Sears uh, I know you can't say this to the media after but I'm kind of a little I'm a little miffed I'm kind of like five innings I mean he's Mm -hmm. establishing himself to be better than these five and dive guys. And yeah. he's established himself to be able to go over a hundred pitches. And I, and I, you know, we're sitting there watching it with the great Dave Stewart and Dave Stewart's like, well, he's coming out of the game. What? I think we're all like that. I mean, I now have the expectations to where he can go 110, 115, 
I thought there was a lot more left. And look exactly what happened. I don't know if you kept score tonight, Jessica, but if you did, look at your scorebook. It was immediate chaos after he left the game. Immediately yeah. after he left the game, it was just it was just runners everywhere, every inning, constant issues. He was in control of the game. And I just think about it and go, you know, if he pitches and gets through the sixth, it makes it a hell of a lot easier for seven, eight, nine to be done with the bullpen. Because at some point, I mean, you had one, two, three, four, five. You had six relievers have to close this game tonight because you had J.P. Sears only go five. But uh, once again, J.P. Sears, five innings, struck out five, only walked one. He gave up the one solo shot, a Coors Field home run, because if you saw even that home run was kind of up down on the label. It wasn't hit on the barrel. But J.P. Sears has continued to grow in front of our eyes, and it's been a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, and Ken mentioned it. It could be, and, and Cody mentioned it too, with that off day coming up. Perhaps they dipped into the bullpen a little bit to get some usage out of them. But I'm, but I'm right there with you. And it's happened before with Sears, and we asked him the media after a game. You know, you were pulled. I believe it was like the sixth or heading into the sixth, and he was caught off guard. So if they, if that were a question, I don't feel like he would hold back. But I think he just was happy to have that win. And by the way, just, you know, just to respond to that, like how like broadcasters cover and everybody covers just keeping it 100% real. It's just sad to say that's modern day baseball. This has yeah. nothing to do with days off. That's they just true. had a day off yesterday. How many days yeah. off do you, as, as a reliever? Uh, how many, we don't need re- JP Sears. They're, they're terrified of starters going deeper into games and times through the lineup and all that kind of stuff. And tonight they get away with it, but just all you need to see was, Five really strong innings from J.P. Sears. You go to not a strong – you went to not a strong bullpen. And next thing you know, there is just runners everywhere and chaos everywhere. I just – at some point, this organization has to allow some of the pitchers to go a little deeper in games. Definitely. And, and knowing J.P. and how militant he is with his outings, he would appreciate that too. On that note, here's what J.P. had to say after the game. Signing definitely wasn't um, how I like it to play, and uh, I feel like a little bit more confident with it tonight. And um, had some good fastball command. I thought Shea just put a great game back there, and um, you know it was good to get a, a big lead early and feel like I can go out there and just attack those guys, and um, and then uh, let the bullpen do the work. You know they did a lot of work today and um, did a great job of you know keeping the game, um, you know within without you know outside of three runs or so. And um, so yeah, it was good to get the win tonight. Is there a different approach pitching in this part? Just hitter friendly it can be. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, you know that's something that you know is talked about beforehand. Is it's an adjustment. Um, yeah, you can't think too much about it. Um, you know, just uh, some of the late movement on some of your pitches maybe not might not be there. So just you know, doing a good job of just changing your sights and you know knowing um, when to be a little more aggressive and less aggressive to guys and um, sure. and just have an understanding of that going in. Some of the opposing pitchers, it takes some inning or so to get used to that, but you seem to lock right in pretty yeah. early tonight. Yeah, I um, had to make a little bit of adjustments to my slider early. I uh, felt like I was getting a little bit more uh, movement on it uh, going into this righty. So just, like I said, just changing those sights um, early on, just trying to make those early adjustments and, um, you know, stay, stay ahead of hitters and, you know, not get behind. And, um, you know, that's I feel like that's that's probably what does most of the damage here is getting guys on base with walks or something like that and then giving up the long ball then. So, um, you know, just trying to keep guys off base and attack guys whenever, you know, the bases are empty. Um, you saw Geloff a little bit in spring training. What do you thought just the kind of what he's brought to the team here this first couple weeks? Geloff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I've enjoyed being around him a lot. Um, he's young, but like you know, he brings a lot of uh, positive attitude, and um, you know, he, he 
can tell he's hungry and wants to work hard. And, um, you know, he's frustrated at times when he doesn't have good at-bats, but uh, he goes back up there and um, makes those adjustments. And so it's, it's been really good to see, you know, him bring, like, a lot of light to the team. And, um, you know, any time a player comes up, you know, you never know how they're going to do and how they're going to handle it. And um, so I feel like that he's done a great job of that. And, you know, I'm happy to see how he'll do the rest of the year. Thank you, guys. Geloff and I have that in common where we are hungry and we want to work hard. And, you know, no, it's great to hear from Sears, especially in after an outing like that. He he addressed his previous outing. Obviously, it's not what he would have wanted, but I'm right there with you, Patty. It would have been nice for him to go further in the game. Give us a call, 833-625-2278. And, Tony, when did you notice – and I, and I kind of have a good idea. It's interesting when it comes to the bullpen and really just the reliever overall. When I had Lance Lynn on A's Total Access presented by Chevron, back when he was a White Sox, of course, I asked him, you know, when it comes to these reliever roles, they're getting a lot more respect. There's more monetary value, and it's because we're dipping in the bullpen so much earlier than we used to. And he said, yeah, at the beginning of his career, if you were – designated as a reliever your career was pretty much over but that's not the case anymore no it's not and we're at a strange point in baseball because the relievers are now bullpens are throwing more innings than they ever have before and so this whole belief from front offices was that third time through a lineup no matter what the reliever's name was it was better to have a guy come in fresh then a starter, starting pitcher go through the lineup the third time. But now the more that you see these relievers, that those numbers are starting to get closer than ever before. And you burn, you start, you start taxing relievers in the first month of the season now, and then all of a sudden you've got a tax bullpen. Look at what everybody says right now during the, at the trading deadline. Got to go get relievers. Got to go get relievers. Well, where are you going to go get these relievers? Because everybody's bullpen is taxed. Is there anybody's yeah. bullpen who's not taxed? So you're basically trading for guys that have already been taxed this year. So we're at a weird time when you're talking about how much bullpens pitch, and we wonder why bullpens just get tired. They get tired fast, and then you rely on bullpens so much during during the, the postseason. But, yeah, I mean – if you get more out of your starters, we, we Cody and I did this for a few years ago where we kept track, like, what's the A's record if a starter goes five, if a starter goes six, if a starter goes seven? Cody, if you remember, when a starter went seven innings, basically the A's were unbeatable. Yeah, I remember that. We That was it. a much better team, obviously. Yeah, we didn't do it last year. We haven't done it this year. Yeah. Because um, no. that hasn't happened a lot this year. Uh, yeah. Actually, has it happened? How many times has it's it happened It's a very short list. If it's it, J.P. Sears. It's JP Sears, yeah. Did he get to the seventh at all? He's gotten into the eighth, but he's definitely oh. gotten to the. He's gotten through the seventh and gotten into the seventh, and like he's it. Wow, I'm gonna look a, it up. He's a rare breed that JP Sears. And you know, Townie, speaking of the the trade deadline, I know every time we've talked about Shohei Otani, we've talked about you saying, and I'm right there with you, I agree, that he'll still be in an Angels uniform come the trade deadline, and the front office all but confirmed that saying they're not going to trade him away and, you know, making some moves that that's a legit thing. You don't think they're just being about face with that too, right? They're going to hold on to Otani. Maybe I, I guess they're about three games out of the wild card spot and they're still going to have a 
Otani arm and an Otani bat heading into the trade deadline and maybe the offseason. Yeah, the money, I mentioned it, the money's too great. They rather make the money and pile up and try and keep them than often for project for uh, prospects. The number one question I asked Dave Stewart tonight while we were sitting around watching, because something we've talked about on A's cast, and I'm sure you've watched it, Jessica, on MLB Network, is, you know, when we have all these different shows on MLB Network or any other place, and everybody talks about the known commodity, which is the players that we know, and they always say, oh, you should trade him for prospects. That's all we hear is you should trade him for prospects. Mm -hmm. Well, we have so many players that they're saying you should trade for prospects. It makes me think, and I've been wondering, like, well, how many good possible prospects can there be? We're acting like there's just hundreds of these prospects out there. You trade this guy, and he's going to give you this haul, and that guy's going to give you that haul. So I asked Dave Stewart, former general manager and former assistant general manager, I said, Stu, is there really that many good prospects? And he was like, no. So it's like it's easy for us in the media standpoint to say, oh, yeah, take good player, known commodity, and trade it for the unknown. The unknown hall of prospects. You don't know if it's two, three, six, whatever. But the reality is, Jessica, the majority, and I mean the majority, and the stats and the percentage will, and the percentages will show it, the majority of the guys that you will trade for, the unknown commodities, will never amount to anything. Yeah, and that's what's interesting, too, is we, we look at, like, the, the, the term is who won the trade. And there's usually a, a one side or the other, but there's sometimes where nobody wins the trade. Sometimes the, the big leaguer doesn't pan out. We think he's going to get a change of scenery and that stuff is going to be figured out. Sometimes they go off, but then you look on the opposing side and every now and then you're like, and like the Juan Soto trade, you're looking at some of these guys in the futures game. You could argue that's different because of what the Padres is doing. It's really how you flip it. I will say when it came to Otani, I know Arne Marino, the owner of the Angels, spoke to Tom Verducci saying that if there were a trade for Otani, you would, yes, probably empty out the farm system or maybe trade for three big league players. And the, the thing about it is the overview, the market of teams right now, we mentioned the buyers, but there really isn't one team that's really blowing all the other teams out of the water. So would they bring in Otani? And yeah, you're, you'd be trading for essentially two players in that trade. So I can see that. But at the end of the day, I don't know if somebody wants to give up three big leaguers. And if anybody has that amount that they're willing to not only give up, but if they have that in their arsenal to trade, it's just like a very, it's very interesting thought process. It's complicated, right? Yeah. Tra trading, trading Otani is complicated because the money that he brings you as an organization I can see where you say trade a player, but what player generates the international dollars that the Angels are raking in, and if they do make the playoffs, and if Otani is actually going to go for the American League record in home runs, the type of money, and we saw that in the WBC, the amount of televisions that were watching Otani and Team Japan, when you have a whole country following it, and trust me, the Angels are capitalizing on it. Is that worth trading them away for, I don't know, how many guys that they would actually get 
for right. for for a rental because no matter even though you are getting two players, you're getting a rental. It's still a rental, yeah. Right, and and you, with all the millions of extra dollars you can make on them, I can go buy pro- prospects later on. So that's why I've always said I don't think he moves. Now Tom Verducci mm-hmm. comes out and says it. And maybe it's true. Maybe at the last minute they change their mind and they're able to do something. I don't. I, I just think, I, I think it's crazy. But you know what? The good thing about him moving is that it helped the trading deadline along because all of a sudden you're like, well, if I can't get Otani, well, I'll go get G. Well, then the Angels get Giolito. But then yeah. Lance Lynn moves. You see, you start to see movement. And now Max Scherzer supposedly is going to talk to the brass about what's going on there, what's going to happen with Verlander. So the next couple of days. Hopefully there's, still, yeah. hopefully there's still some big names that are going to move because this time of the year, this is still the time of the year where football's not going on, where there's no basketball, there's no football, there's no hockey. You can still capitalize on being the one major sport that's playing, and the trading deadline is still sexy and fun. I love a sexy and fun trade deadline, Townie. The A's win this one 8-5 to five over the Rockies. Here's what Mark Kotze had to say. For, uh, during his post-game presser. Um, so you talked before the game about just uh, the offense trying to stress the approach of going you know, up the middle and the field. It seemed like early on, especially all the pitching going opposite field or center field, and just the offensive pro. Yeah, offensively, we followed the game plan today. Um, you know, this park can get you out of uh, out of the right approach. And, uh, you know, from the onset, we, we stayed through the middle. We stayed the other side of the field. And, and uh, you saw the results um, early. So. You know, it was a good offensive day. I think we, we were four for 16 with runs in scoring position, which is an improvement. And, uh, you know, we were able to add on to a lead, which we haven't been able to do. So, uh, overall, it was a good night. Um, Yellow, I think you got 12, 12 games, eight, eight of those, he's gotten at least a hit. And what do you thought just of um, his ability to just come up and just kind of produce regularly for you guys? Yeah, you know, I mean, he. Uh, He's done a great job. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of room for, for growth, but, um, you know, he plays the game hard, and, and like we talk about, the at-bats are, are competitive. Um, you know, outside of that at, that last at-bat, I think they're in the in the eighth or ninth. Um, you know, it's a situational at-bat that, that he'll learn from where he's got to get the ball to the right side. But, um, you know, overall, um, since he's been here, he's, he's you know, you can tell that uh, there's an intent to uh, uh, you know, take a professional at-bat and, and get the job done. What did you see out of Sears tonight? I thought JP used his slider really effectively. Um, kept the ball down in the zone for the most part, which is important in this park. And uh, you know, he didn't have great command of the changeup today, um, but uh, he used his weapon that he needed to, to keep hitters off balance and uh, keep the ball, you know, like I said, in the ballpark for the most part. Um, been a while for a moment since he over from kind of get off that and first hit. How nice is that super? Yeah, it was great. Um, you know, Ramon coming back from, from his injury, um, you know, he, uh, like, like we saw tonight, he can impact a game, uh, both on the offensive side and, and diff- on the defensive side. So uh, good to see. I know the boys gave him a little silent treatment in the dugout, so it was a, a warm welcome back for him. What have you seen from Kemp that's really turned him around? Is it just the work and getting into the swing of things? Or? You know, I, I just think when Tony was at his – you know, bottom, I guess, in late May, um, you know, instead of just shutting it down and complaining and not really working on things um, and not staying positive. I think he, he finally realized that, um, you know, he's been in this league for six, seven seasons at the major league level. And, 
there's a track record that, that you end up getting to at the end of the year if you just continue to work and continue to stay with your processes. And Tony's shown that leadership and, and that maturity, and, and I think that's um, you know obviously a great sign uh, for him, and it's been great to watch, um, and it's been great for our club. That's right. Tony Kemp is, of course, having a really good month. So good to hear about him. And, of course, J.P. Sears' secondary pitches were working. Cody, you do have that stat about pitchers pitching into the seventh inning. Yeah, look what you guys made me do. I had to go back and look it up now. <laughs> and uh, the A's have had five five different instances where a pitcher's gone at least seven innings or more. Uh, J.P. Sears has done it three times. Uh, Jess, I'll ask you because Tony already saw it. Can you guess the other two? This season? This season, yes. Um, Hogan Harris doesn't count because that was an opener thing, so he's not a part of it. Okay. Um, starters who went through seven innings. It, yeah, at least seven. Seven or more. Waldachuk? Uh, nope. James Caprillion? Caps one. Come on. Um, come on. Please. Been here um, all year. I know, but I'm trying to figure out who who starts not, for us. He's not it's currently pitching. Him. He's not currently pitching. He might not pitch the rest of the year. We don't know for sure, but oh, you you can't let a guy go for a no hitter. You um, can't let a guy go for a no hitter. There's oh. a guy. That... No, wait. Why am I blinking? There was a guy to pitch that made his debut the same night with the same last name. Who was a guy that had a no hitter and had to pull him because we're protecting him? And two two starts later, he's done for for a long time. Why am I blinking? This is really embarrassing. Uh, the answer would be the great Mason Miller. Oh shoot! Yes, it's been a while since we've Sorry. seen him, so I don't blame you for not remembering. Mm. Yeah, uh, it's been a, a. I've lived many lives since then, as you guys know. Um, yeah, and I literally like bonded with their family too, with his family too. So that's kind of embarrassing. Make sure yeah. you check that out on the YouTube page. <laughs> on that. No, I mean it's hard to. I mean, really, I mean, last year didn't have a complete game, an entire season without a complete game, and a lot of people didn't even bring that up. And it's like, wasn't that big of a deal? Conditioning people for it now, like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. Like, no, it, it is. It is a big deal. And then now. We're now talking about, hey, can we fight? Can, can we even remember? Think about that. We're around this every day, and it's like, can we even remember a guy who actually got into the seventh inning? Yeah. That's, this is that's not a bad. death problem. <laughs> this is not my fault. And by the way, it would it would be one thing if we had the number one or a top five, a top, fin, top ten, maybe even top 15 bullpen, but you have nobody going into the seventh inning and you have the worst bullpen in baseball. That's not a good recipe. Yeah. Um, and you will be happy to know, by the way, I, I talked about Big Murph for you, Mr. Sean Murphy. Oh, Big Murph. I was Big Murph. Uh, well, the only reason why I brought him up is because we had Shay Langoliers for our clubhouse post-game interview with Johnny D. And his approach was, I want to be a catcher first, and then hitting is obviously going to be a bonus. And we know that, that Shea can hit the ball. Obviously, he's quick on the bases. Um, but I was thinking about Sean Murphy. And when he first got his, started out, you know, obviously very mature for his age as far as calling, you know, the game planning, working with pitchers. And I feel like his bat wasn't really introduced 
we didn't get any indication of what he was actually able to do until like maybe the second or third season around and then his back kind of caught up with him and that's why i was thinking about that because maybe eventually shay's bat will catch up with him yeah think about that with nick allen too nick allen has a history of wherever he goes he struggles and then at some point the light goes on and he hits and I'm not just going to say because he got his first career triple, that's going to happen now and he's at Coors Field, but maybe that that's why it's a big month for Nick Allen. I don't think for Langoliers. I think Langoliers fine, but I think for Nick Allen, as you have, you know, Hernay's down at AAA now. You got Logan Davidson at AAA. You've just traded for, I mean, excuse me, you just drafted Jacob Wilson. You got short stops coming. Kevin Smith. This is, stop it. This is a this is a big month because September call-ups are you know at some you know they're going to come so this is you know hopefully give Nick out give everybody give Blade give Ruiz give these guys give them August say you know what every at bat in August is yours I know it's tough the decision because of the veteran guys but give these players young kids. Whether they're struggling or not, Geloff, Soderstrom, let them play every day. Let them play every day in August. Let them learn. Yeah, and we talked about that with Hogan Harris, remember? He said, if I'm going to be learning lessons, it's the nice way of putting it. I'd rather be doing it in the bigs. And that's where I can learn from that. We had a lot of good conversations with him. I'm gonna We're going to take a break here on the A's Clubhouse show. I'm going to see how Esty Ruiz did during his rehab assignment. Cause but from what I hear, he did pretty well. And I do believe Cots wants to see how he does in back-to-back games. So stay tuned here on the, uh, on the A's clubhouse show here on A's cast and the A's radio network. And the underdogs Oakland athletics win their first championship since they were in Philadelphia in 1930. Hi, I'm Raleigh fingers, hall of famer, three-time world series champion with the Oakland A's and world series MVP winning takes teamwork, skill, and heart. So when you need an ace for a personal injury lawyer that will win you the game, go with the winning team. Call Venardi Zarata at 833-VZ for me or go to vzlawfirm.com. Bernardi Serrata, the official injury law firm of the Oakland A's. It's summertime, and I can guarantee you, you probably need to redo your wardrobe. You, you want to look good, and you want to feel comfortable. This is Chris Townsend, and you got to go check out my friends at Link Soul. They've got all the finest fabrics. You're going to love the shirts, the polos, the shorts, you name it. Redo your look for summertime. Go to linksoul.com right now, and you can get an offer for 20% off. Remember, in the big leagues, to play good, you got to look good. Which NorCal drivers are enjoying the best of everything these days? Ask anyone who owns a Honda. My Honda Pilot is the perfect family SUV. My Honda CRV is definitely a great choice. Honda was named best overall brand, most refined brand, and best value brand of 2022 by Kelly Blue Book's KBB.com. Save now at your NorCal Honda dealer. Based on 2022 brand image awards from Kelly Blue Book, visit KBB.com for more information. For details, ask anyone who owns a Honda or visit NorCalHondaDealers.com. Hit a home run with a low-rate personal loan from First United Credit Union. Their personal loans feature rates as low as 7.99% APR, and you can use the funds however you want. Plus, you could earn $100 when you apply and open a loan of promo code ATHLETICS. For more information or to apply, visit firstunitedcu.org forward slash athletics or stop by a local branch today. 
two pitch swung on a drive in the left center field gap and deep. It's going and it is gone. A three run over for Rucker and the A's win it nine to seven. You're listening to A's Cast. And the pitch to Tony. And he hits a line drive, base hit to right. Notice the third up with the ball, Gonzalez. Around third is Noda. Throw to the plate is offline, and the A's have won it. A walk-off base hit to right by Tony Kemp has scored Noda from second base. This is the A's Clubhouse Show. Kyle Freeland, he just averaged just over three runs of support this year. That one swung out a drive in the left center field gap. Profar will not get it. It's going to go all the way to the wall. Langoliers will score, rounding second base, digging for three. Nicky Allen, and he will be into third base with a triple, and the A's lead 5-0. So Allen with his second in as he triples home Langoliers. It's a 5-0 Oakland lead here in the third. The pitch by Ursig is swung on it, bounced up the middle, and Allen far to his left. Full spin, throws the first on a hop, dug out by Diaz. That might have saved the game right there. Oh, what a, a play. Tremendous play by Nick Allen. Profar goes to third. That ball was ticketed for center field. It would have been a 7-6 game with the tying run at first base. A fantastic play by Allen. Don't forget the, the dig by Jordan Diaz. It was not an easy dig, and he was able to find a way to dig that out. You're listening to the A's Clubhouse Show. Welcome back to the A's Clubhouse Show here on A's Cast and the A's Radio Network. Looks like Este Uri Ruiz, Cody, hit a triple in his first at-bat, and he went one for two on the night. Looks like the game's winding down at the moment. Our boy Kirby Smead is on the bump right now. So... Potts did say he wants to see how Ruiz does in back-to-back games. Not having him on that roster in that lineup has definitely been tough. So just imagine when he returns and having Blade out there, hopefully Ramon Laureano for a little bit longer. And the reason why I say that is because he's a guy that I think might get traded at the deadline. So that outfield could really use that spark with Ruiz. Yeah, I I, I saw the he had the leadoff triple. Then he had the he did have a throwing error, which is just, <laughs> I mean, but I'm glad this. I, I, Kotz, Mark Kotze told us on the Mark Kotze show on Ace Cast Live uh. that he mentioned the same thing about playing back to back games for Rui. So hopefully he can do it. He only had two at bats tonight and he got taken out, but uh, they need him back in there because baseball's um, this love story baseball has now with stolen bases again is just it's great to see and it's exciting and have Ruiz in the lineup. Is going to be great to have the, him back in line with Blade, as you mentioned. We'll see about Ramon after mm-hmm. after Tuesday's deadline, but you got to get excited for someone like Ruiz coming back for sure. I'm excited about Ruiz coming back, Tony. Well, if you two are excited, I'm excited. If you guys get oh. excited, I get excited. You know, you know what I'm not going to be excited about. I'm sensing a lot of bad blood here. I, I love I'm, you, Jessica Kleinschman. I'm just, I'm just going to say if. Guys are not moved at the deadline, and we don't have roster spots for younger players, and we're going to play out the rest of the season with what we have watched now for months. I'm not going to be excited. Is it going to be a scenario like last season where a lot of these veterans get released? To me, that's when it gets so uncomfortable, and it's so, like, not fun to watch when you continue to see people hitting 205, 203, and you know it's just a matter of time before they're going to be DFA'd. I, I, 
that was tough to go through last year, I, and I don't want to go through that because I have so much respect for all these guys as players and what mm-hmm. they've done in their careers. I would like to just kindly trade them, and if it's not for much, that's fine, but trade them somewhere else. I don't know. I mean, I believe Ramon Laureano has value. I believe Tony Kemp has value. I think I could make a case for Lemus Diaz. I mean, I definitely could make make it for Rooker, for Blackburn, for Mole. I mean, guys have value. I just know at some point it's like the future is seeing the younger players and we're going to blink and it's September and the call-ups come up and if all of a sudden – you're starting a bunch of guys in the lineup who are 30-plus years old hitting 200, and these young kids are sitting on the bench watching them. We're all going to be shaking our head going, what are we doing? What are we doing? Follow the team we've all been chasing called the Houston Astros. We should have a moniker. What would the Astros do? Uh, I I would hate that moniker, and I think a lot of people would hate that moniker. Well, you hate winning? You hate going to the I, World Series? You hate going to the ALCS six straight years? I I mean, I don't hate that. But um, actually, the only World Series I've ever covered was when the Houston Astros were in the World Series. So. If I ask you to put a camera in center field to help us win, will you do it? I'd do it in a heartbeat. Thank you. See, you you said the other day, and I'm holding it to you, and that, I'm going to hold you to it. The audience didn't hear it. You, you said, I, I'm the most loyal person you said you're the most loyal person I know. Yeah. So if I need you I, to go out there and put a camera in center field. I I will say that that should be a metaphor for something, but like I get I get where you're coming from. But yeah, I would put I would steal signs electronically for you, Tony. We're not going to bang a trash can. We got to come out. No, but but the whole point is when you look at what the Cubs did when you look at what the Astros did, it's not a bad strategy, especially where we are right now with what they're going to do with payroll. It's to go super young and find out which kids are going to help us get from where we are to this next generation of winning in a core that's really good. And the only way you're going to find out is by letting the young guys play. And even the general manager, David Force, has admitted on his own show on A's cast that it's tough to evaluate Las Vegas and what happens in Las Vegas. So why don't we do it up here? Yeah, no, exactly. And I feel like this, these evaluations are definitely something that, I mean, I don't know. I don't really have a feel, but I definitely think that the front office is, there's a bigger workload there for them, you know, over up until last season, you know, they, they knew what they were getting with Matt Chapman and Matt Olson and Sean Murphy and, and these bigger names and Chris Bassett, Sean Mania. this time around, we get to see if these guys are going to take the opportunities. And like you, like our, our theme is not only opportunity, but the question is why not, why not give these guys the opportunity to prove what they can do and just to show if they are the future of this franchise. And I think so far we've been spoiled with Geloff, but if that kind of creates a, um, a segment or a situation where they're all going to be like that, that's really exciting. Um, we're going to take a look at our out of town scoreboard brought to you by mechanics bank, a lot of stuff to go over the Yankees fall to the Orioles. You guys one to zero. Batista gets Last the place win. Yankees doesn't get so- better. 
<laughs> the last place Yankees. Um, we'll have to see how uh, Aaron, Aaron, Aaron Judge did in his return. But the Reds defeated the Dodgers. And um, or actually, we're sorry, we're still at the top of the ninth there, but the Reds are up six to five at the top of the ninth. The Marlins won over the Tigers six to five. Uh, Puck gets his 16th save of the season. The Phillies defeat the Pirates. Sorry, Cody, two to one. I think you're just kind of used to it by now. Wheeler gets the win and Kimbrell gets his 17th save of the season. The Blue Jays defeated the Angels four to one. Gosman gets the win. He's now eight and five. Uh, Giolito falls to six and seven, but he still has a three, eight, five ERA. Nationals and Mets. Mets will t- Mets took the win over the Nationals five to one. Scherzer's now nine and four. Guardians fall to the White Sox three to zero. Tuki Toussaint gets the win and Santos gets his second save of the season. And let's see. Let me get another fun little one for you guys. Oh, Cubs and Cardinals. Always a good match. my Cubbies? Three to two, the Cubs win um, over the Cardinals. Smiley gets his eighth win of the season. Don't break and up. Let him play. The Rays and the Astros. Four to three, the Rays defeat the Astros. And Presley gets the loss. Fairbanks gets his 13th win of the season. So some good stuff today. I don't know. How did Aaron Judge do? He was 0 for 1 with three walks. Fuji. Two-thirds. How Fuji do? Two-thirds scoreless for old Fuji. As the Orioles walked off on Anthony Santander solo home run. The only thing Santander. Santander. We're going to wake up tomorrow. And the Yankees are still in last place. It's the most. It's like it's. Goodness gracious! I know, Susan. It's a tough situation for you guys in New York. You're not yet. And Roger Clemens is in the box. We're not gonna have to hear that again. Um, I'm just, you know, Yankees in last place. Enjoy it. Soak it up like a. Soak it up with a biscuit. Judge, who was the designated hitter and batting second today, had three walks. Yeah, their lineup today is just. After DJ LeMahieu, just not good. It's not, not great good. for the Yankees right now. Yeah, LeMahieu had two hits, and Bowers came into pitch hit and got one hit, and that was it. Now Rizzo got a hit, so that's it. That's all she wrote right there. All right, that's tough. That's tough. We're gonna take one final break. For here on the A's Clubhouse show on A's Cast and the A's Radio Network. We're still taking your calls. Maybe a last minute call from somebody, 833-625-2278. Stay tuned. Like sports, business is about winning. Championship decisions are business decisions based on what it takes to help your company win. And that's why there's UBO Business Services, specializing in helping you win every day by streamlining workflows, managing documents, and providing the best-in-class office technology. Make your championship decision with UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com. That's ubeo.com. Summertime is golf time in the Bay Area, and that means it's time to enjoy the beautiful vistas, 27 holes of championship golf, and all the amenities that Cinnabar Hills Golf Club has to offer. Cinnabar Hills gives you a variety on the course and in their amazing grill. They're ready to give you an incredible experience for any family, business, or social gathering. Nestled in the quiet hills of San Jose, summertime fun awaits you at Cinnabar Hills Golf Club. Learn more at CinnabarHills.com. 
That's CinnabarHills.com. Hey, A's fans, you know that running your own business is a slugfest every day. That's why businesses have been counting on Mechanics Bank since 1905. From operating lines of credit to equipment and real estate loans, they can help build your lineup to meet today's challenges and prepare for tomorrow's opportunities. Stop by your local branch or visit MechanicsBank.com today. Mechanics Bank, the official East Bay Bank of the Oakland A's. Member FDIC and equal housing lender. All loans subject to program eligibility and credit approval this is chris townsend and if you're looking for a great place to eat and watch games go see my friends at the chicken pie shop at walnut creek the chicken pie shop is one of the hottest restaurants in walnut creek you're not going to find a better menu and come try their world famous chicken pie that has been served in southern california for 86 years spacious indoor and outdoor dining perfect for your next private party or corporate event don't forget free parking for more information go to chicken pie shop wc.com that's chicken pie shop wc.com if you're looking for a new mattress, Nest Bedding has you covered. Sleep on the same mattress Hall of Famer Ricky Henderson sleeps on. Nest Bedding is the number one brand of online mattresses and the Bay Area's favorite mattress store. Take home the Easy Breather Pillow. The New York Times calls it their number one pick. You can navigate their Easy News website, nestbedding.com. That's nestbedding.com. Green and Gold fans, use the coupon code Oakland and you get 10% off your entire order. Nest Bedding, love where you sleep. A podiatrist will tell you about your feet. An orthopedist will tell you about your bones. A physical therapist will analyze your gait. A psychologist will help you manage your anxiety. But what if they're all connected? What if your walk affects your hip alignment and the loss of movement affects your mental health? At Kaiser Permanente, we know the body is connected in unseen ways. That's why our doctors work together to care for all that is you. Kaiser Permanente, for all that is you. Learn more at kp.org. First United Credit Union is swinging for the fences with above market certificate rates. Whether you're saving for college tuition, retirement, or even your next big trip, First United has a high rate certificate for you. Visit firstunitedcu.org forward slash athletics for current rates and to open an account today. Federally insured by NCUA. Not one penny has ever been lost. My friend Tom's family only is wireless for home internet, so it can be mad slow when everyone's online. But we get fast, reliable internet from Xfinity, so I can game with basically no interruptions. Ooh, it just leveled up. Now through September 21st, new customers can get 1.2 gig internet with unlimited data included on the Xfinity 10G network for just $25 a month for two years with no annual contract when you add Xfinity Mobile with unlimited data at regular rates. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Requires paperless billing and auto pay with stored bank account. Restrictions apply. Taxes and fees extra. Xfinity Mobile requires Xfinity internet. After promo, regular supply to internet service and devices. Actual speeds vary. Hey, Billy, this deck is great for getting everyone together. Thanks. We're really enjoying the outdoor space, especially on a day like today. What's the material? Humboldt Redwood from Ashby Lumber. They gave us a great deal, provided us with a quick quote, and we couldn't be happier. We even found a great contractor through their online contractor directory. Don't miss a day outdoors. Visit Ashby Lumber in Berkeley or Concord to see our stock of naturally strong, naturally beautiful Humboldt Redwood. Find out more at ashbylumber.com. For all your building needs, Ashby Lumber. 
Innovation is at the core of Cal State East Bay, like at our Green Biome Institute, where faculty and students preserve genetic information from California's endangered plants, or how we open doors for local entrepreneurs at our Small Business Development Center. From educators to nurses to STEM professionals, Cal State East Bay has real impact throughout the region's neighborhoods, boardrooms, and the entire economy. Be part of the innovation. Connect with Cal State East Bay at csueastbay.edu forward slash impact. You're listening to the A's Clubhouse Show. at the A's Clubhouse show here on A's Cast and the A's Radio Network. Jessica Kleinschmidt here with Robert Costa manning the board and helping me out greatly. We had to say goodbye to Cody Elias and Chris Townsend. They did the whole Irish goodbye thing, which I appreciate. I do it too quite often. Um, don't invite me out, guys, because I'm just going to leave without telling you. Because once I'm over it, I'm over it, which I'm hoping that's not the case with the guys. Now it's time to see what's on deck. Presented by Ashby Lumber. Ashby Lumber for all your building and remodeling needs. Learn more at ashbylumber.com. Tomorrow at 4.30 p.m. over here on the West Coast, the A's Total Access Show will begin with yours truly once again. Hopefully you guys are not sick of me. On the pregame show, It'll we'll have a Live chat with, like I said, yours truly and Johnny Dosco. Always love shooting it with him. Eno Saris will join Chris Townsend. Adam Rosales, familiar name, guys, with Vince Catronia on these, this week's episode of Around the Miners. And Scott Emerson chats with Ken Korak. 510 is the first pitch with Paul Blackburn going up against Chris Flexen. Chris Flexen just got his selection today, so that'll be an interesting matchup. Live from Colorado with Ken Korak and Johnny D on the call. Also, I will have the one and only Mr. Clint Hurdle on the show for the pregame segment that I usually do. He is the Rockies assistant GM and a member of my family, not by blood, but just by love. And he's a beautiful human. And I'm so excited to have him on the show. The A's win this one, eight to five over the Rockies. Got a little dicey there toward the end, but we ultimately will walk away with the A's as winners. A fun game, a lot of hits. Robert Costa, thank you so much for your help back in Oakland in the studio. Once again, this is Jessica Kleinschmidt, and we'll see you at the ballpark. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.